On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our Sunday matchup against the Carolina Panthers. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, let's go Pack. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazard. Incredible play. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hello, hello. Hey, what's up, boys? So I took a uh, look-see at our special team stats uh, that we were discussing how badly they were in our last episode. Would any of you like to guess our total yards on punt returns this season? Wait, Josh was arguing how good they were. <laughs> no, yep. no, no. Yep. I just brought up two good points. No, okay. <laughs> total punt uh, return yards. Total punt return yards. Oh, under 193. It's probably like 1.3 per return for a total of about uh, 40. The leader in this category is the 49ers at 231 yards. The Packers are at negative eight yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so bad. The second to last team, I don't remember who the team is, but they were around. They're in the 40s. So everybody in the league has at least 40 yards on punt what? returns. And we're the 50 Packers yards are difference. at negative eight. And wow. so I was thinking, well, maybe it was just like Shepard really bad one. Our, our longest return has been one yard. So it, it's just been bad. It's so not why, been like. So why is Sean Meninga not fired midseason? He's the weak link in a 7-2 team. Why is he not gone? But the, every special teams unit, including a block punt last week, have looked terrible. Outside of J.K. Scott just booming it, which he's not, he's not coaching them on how to have a strong leg. That's a great question, Dan. Like, I bet Miami's special teams is better than ours. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Probably. that's a good question. So here we go. Sunday, Carolina comes to Lambeau Field. The Packers lead the overall series nine games to six. The last three meetings, however, they have split. Carolina winning the last two. Uh, Carolina... It seemed like their season was going to be an absolute disaster this year with Cam Newton going down early. But Kyle Allen has come in and gone five and one, which I I kept thinking, you know, they're five and three. Uh, I thought some of that was Cam in the beginning pulling it together. They've actually played well enough that Cam Newton is now being thrown around as the new Bears QB when the Bears finally get rid of Mitch Trubisky. But regardless, uh, they've kind of gone on this kind of roll. They beat in Titans, Buccaneers, which I know this isn't a great lineup, Jaguars, Texans, and Cardinals. The one loss in this series uh, of Kyle Allen starts has been an absolute ass whooping to the 49ers, 51 to 13, which he was sacked seven times. But we're going to cut right to the guy that has been the fear of all fear. He's the Halloween lingering effect of Christian McCaffrey. The man leads so many categories. He only trails total yards, uh, who is led by Dalvin Cook, by 13, leads the league in 10 rushing touchdowns, leads the league in 110 yards per game, and zero fumbles. The guy is an absolute machine out of the back 
field, whether it's rushing, whether it's catching the ball. He does everything so well. So here's a question. Are we going to hold Christian McCaffrey under 500 yards on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Over. 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 Who's going to cover Christian McCaffrey? I mean, that's just the, the title of the podcast. Who's going to cover Christian McCaffrey? Do we stack the box and literally just have everybody on Christian McCaffrey? Like ignore wide receivers. Just let it just doesn't matter. Let's just cover Christian McCaffrey. That that's what I was gonna bring up. The the only thing I care about in our defense this game is stopping one, the run game. You know, so just let's put eight in the box. I don't care if we have zero high, you know, zero safeties. You know, put them all in the box. I don't care if Kyle Allen throws for 450 yards. As long as Christian McCaffrey, we hold under like, uh, what's a good number? 120 all-purpose yards, let's say, like maybe 60 yards rushing. Wait, so you got Kyle Kyle Allen going for 450 and Christian McCaffrey for 120. Well, okay. No, I I, I still don't know about that yet. (laughs) That's that's the problem. Hey, Dan, we bend, but we don't break. We bend, but we don't break. Turnovers from a guy that doesn't fumble. No, I'm I'm hoping on the turnovers through the air. Like let's let's put it in Kyle Allen's hands. Let's stop Christian McCaffrey at all costs. I I don't care if they win this game through the air, but don't win it on the ground. Yeah, I don't trust our defense at all. They got some fast receivers and Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, right? And then Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. We have no linebacker that can cover him. So I don't know if Tremont Williams is going to get a ton of playing time, if uh, Will Redmond's going to come down, or Adrian Amos is going to try to cover him out of the backfield. Blake Martinez and B.J. Goodson cannot keep up with him. We cannot put Preston Smith or Zedaria Smith on a Christian McCaffrey. We have no solution to Christian McCaffrey. And the idea of having two guys keep their eyes on him means that these other receivers can get open, and we've been playing off coverage on all these receivers in the meantime. And they're not what the Panthers used to do is have these big bodied receivers that were six four, two twenty, and they couldn't get open, but they were just big targets for Cam Newton because he's not a very accurate passer. Well now they got fast guys and a quarterback that that can just get it to the open wide receiver. And we've proved through our defensive secondary in the last couple of weeks that we can't stay on these guys. We can't play pass, press coverage anymore for some reason and and give them a, a fighting chance. So I don't see how our defense holds these guys to less than, you know, like 24, 25 points. It's going to be one of these hold on tight and hope that Rodgers can score more than uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and, and DJ Moore, you brought up, he he's having a heck of a second year. Um, he's not one that gets in the end zone much. Uh, he's only found it uh, two times in his rookie year and once this year. Um, but he, he gets open and has great hands. He's one of those, uh, you know, first down every single catch he gets. Um, but it, yeah, I, I don't see how, I honestly don't see how we keep him under 30 points and I think it'll be a shootout for sure. Yeah. I think the top two players on this defense are, are Amos and with his size, being able to just make tackles if he gets through that first and second kind of line of our defense, BJ Goodson only played 13 snaps against the Chargers, which was the third least amount on this entire defense. Good old Gary played five more snaps than him. Is it just me or does he seem underutilized for a guy that I, I understand uh, Blake Martinez kind of has more of the thought process down. He he has more of that leadership quality. But Goodson just seems like a guy that's physical, 
linebacker that we could use a hell of a lot more in that center of the offense. There was a few plays against the Chargers where he broke through the kind of that first block and made an outside tackle. I need to see more Goodson. And I know that there's a lot riding on that, but I just feel like we aren't using him to his full capabilities. Yeah, hot take. You said center of the offense, but we all know you meant defense. But uh, I think you might be the first person that's saying B.J. Goodson needs more playtime. But um, the counterpoint to that is one that's hard to make in saying Blake Martinez is having a great year. Blake Martinez is is not playing great football right now. I, I know he's solid. I know he's fundamentally sound. I know he makes the tackle when he's there. But he's not making plays. He's not making picks. He's not creating fumbles. He's just not doing what you expect out of a upper level middle linebacker. I'm not asking him to be top tier. I'm just asking him to be above average. And currently he just looks like an average middle linebacker. So maybe Goodson needs some more reps. I, Ibrahim Campbell's coming off of the IR. Maybe he's the guy that starts taking some reps in that BJ Goodson Orn Burks role in the middle of the defense and starts just lighting some guys up, creating fumbles, dropping back into coverage and just picking off like some zone routes. I don't know what our solution is in the middle right now, but we look pretty weak. It's, it's not a surprise to anyone, especially because Kenny Clark's not making any plays. Um, I don't know where we shore this up, though, and the Panthers are a good team to take advantage of this. I'd, I'm very nervous about this week, which would lead to a ton of drama in the Packer fan base, which I'm not sure this podcast is ready to handle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys bring up great points, and I just read an article before we, we, we started doing this uh, in The Athletic by Ben Fennell his video review, and he actually brought up the same exact point via Blake Martinez and uh, B.J. Goodson. And he, he brought up last week uh, versus the Chargers, uh, we lined up uh, with one linebacker, a.k.a. Blake Martinez, do everything package, uh, with 27 carries on the ground. They totaled 146 yards, a five-point yard average. But when we lined up with two linebackers set, they had 11 carries on the ground for 13 yards and 1.2 yard per carry Mm -hmm. average. And they also went into B.J. Goodson, how he is actually disrupting plays as as opposed to Blake Martinez, who is just getting the cleanup tackle. And you can even see he breaks. It's an amazing film. Everybody needs to really check it out. Um, you can even see how uh, our defensive coordinator is actually setting up Blake Martinez with lanes to actually free lanes to the running back. Mm-hmm. And Blake Martinez still isn't making an impact play. And that's when you have to make an impact play when you have no one blocking you. Um, and then they go into Blake Martinez getting blown up by every single lineman and not coming off of any block. Um, but so, I digress. Yeah, so you guys make great points, and B.J. Goodson definitely needs to see some more time. So let the record show that Dan doesn't like B.J.'s. So um, let's move to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, this defense for Carolina is is kind of sneaky good. They actually lead the league in sacks with 34, which I, I was surprised about when you look at it. They kind of come from all directions. Uh, they seem very similar to the Packers in just about every statistical category. They're actually worse at rush defense than us, which is, a, again, a huge highlighter moment when you look at stats. They're going to give up points, but it's a matter of is this offense going to go back to what they did during that winning streak yeah. or are we continuing to press the issue of getting it into Adam's hands? Yeah, Josh, you want to go off on Brian Burns, or do you want to talk about what our offense might be able to do? Man, I was going to save it for the dynamic ending. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, so we all have, you know, we all know about our Gary bet, but this is the guy that I wanted them to draft instead of we Gary. all did. We all did. And his name is Brian Burns. Um, he's absolutely insane. A freak athlete. You know, when he was coming out of college, they said he was too small to play uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, you know, whatever he's playing right now. But he put on 14 pounds before the NFL draft. And that was straight up muscle. I mean, this kid is lean and built and he already has mastered the swim move. And he's already created a couple other moves that he has because his hands are just he's very good with his hands. That makes three more moves than Rayshon Gary has already. Yeah, he just has mm. the karate chop f- fury. No, Gary, Gary is just, I thought I was faster than you, and it turns out I'm not, so I'm going to try to run straight through you, and that doesn't work either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I digress again. I really think Brian Burns is going to show up in this game uh, because we're, we are hurt at the tackle position, and I think he comes up with a pair of sacks against Aaron Rodgers, and I would, I'm very worried at how we are going to stop their uh, blitzes and their pass rush. Yeah, so let me ask, because I'm at a a big trade show for my software industry, so I haven't been able to watch the Panthers' defense necessarily. So I apologize for any audio quality just joining you from the phone in the hotel. But, uh, Josh, with their linebackers and defensive backs, what do you see with that? With uh, Obviously, the maybe the biggest question is actually our offense and what we're going to call after what we saw against the Chargers, which was just mind-numbingly confusing, but what do you see from the Panthers' defense that might give us issues? I mean, their linebackers are amazing. They've got uh, the guy out of Clemson, uh, Shaq Thompson, who they picked up recently, and then obviously our our boy Luke Keekley. These guys play very aggressive. So what I, what I hope to see out of our offense is that we dig into their aggressiveness and take what they give us because there are, there are going to be people wide open. You just need to know where it's coming from and pass into the blitzes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we handle it uh, because there is going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, you better believe it. So we have to play very quick, not long developing routes that, that will turn into what happened last week versus the chargers. I'm not comfortable about this game. Ryan, you, you think we can put up 30 points on these guys and do a shootout? So I look at this, that even the Titans game last weekend, and I know they kind of jumped on Nashville early, but Nashville was able to move the ball. And obviously I would hope that the Green Bay offense is a little bit better than what Nashville has. I I, I do think we can put points on them. I think they're, they're the Ben don't break defense as well. Um, I, 49ers put up 51 on them. Tennessee put up 20 on them. I, I don't think it's out of the possibility that if we get back to our kind of standard play calling where we're involving everybody that we can't get into the 30s as well. That definitely has to happen. They have to involve everybody. I, I'm totally fine with uh, Adams, you know, getting seven targets, seven to 10 targets. That's fine. But we can't be just looking for him. You know, we have to cue in other players, you know, have pre-made drawn up plays for other players to keep the defense honest, you know, keep those safeties honest to look at the tight end, to look at the running back coming out of the backfield. Uh, yeah, you, you bring up a great point. We have to spread the ball around. And I, I would go back to what we were saying when Devonte Adams was out, our running backs have to have 10, 10 catches combined out of the backfield for us to win. So, the line is still is still at minus five Green Bay. I was expecting it to to shrink a little, and it's still just holding steady. Uh, the beautiful uh, 
shots out of Lambeau today were plenty of snow, which could come into our favor. I think it's supposed to be floating right around that freezing point come Sunday afternoon. But what are our thoughts on this? Carolina Packers score MVP. Yeah, so I got the – I don't like playing the Panthers right now after what we saw last week. I don't like our ability to stop Christian McCaffrey. Again, I think the title of the podcast should just be who's going to stop Christian McCaffrey. So let's just book that. So I think they're going to score points against us. But I also, in in my heart of hearts, just don't feel like the Packers are going to lose this game. And I'm basing this pretty much on Aaron Rodgers' post-game comments against the Chargers, where he was humbled, saying, we came in here riding 7-1, feeling a little too good about ourselves, almost like they were taking a vacation down to California. Um, my hope is that the Packers have a little bit of a refocused attitude and they're back at home going into a bye week. With that said, I have to give Packers the win. They're not covering five points because originally I came into this recording of the podcast saying the Panthers might win. I'm going to give it to the Packers 31 30 and the MVP Aaron Jones. I think he, he needs to, he's not necessarily going to spread Luke Keekley out. Luke Keekley is a beast that, you know, you're, you're just not going to beat all too often, but Aaron Jones needs to uh, just do his job in the running game, pick up four, four and a half yards per carry, maybe give him the ball more than 10 times in the rushing game <laughs> this week. Uh, he's going to have to pick up some pass blitzes on their blitzing scheme. And then we need him catching the ball five, six times on the backfield. And if he does that, I think he's worthy of the MVP with a 31, 30 victory. Go pack. Yeah, I, I'm still not, you know, I'm I'll, I'll go pack, you know, I'll go Homer here. Uh, but I think it's going to be close, and I think it comes down to who has the ball last. Uh, you know, hopefully it's Rodgers, uh, but I have them winning 34-31. And honestly, I'm, I'm scared about this Carolina team because I think this is a perfectly designed team to beat Green Bay uh, where we are right now. You know, they, ha- they have those quick weapons on offense. They get the ball out quick. Um, but ho- hopefully we can just come up with more points, uh, as I think we will. Um, but MVP for us, uh, I have Devontae Adams. You know, I think we're going to have to lean on him a little bit in this game because I think our wide receivers are going to have a hard time getting open. Uh, th- this corner crew is pretty good, and they are very aggressive. Um, so, uh, Devontae, I have you coming up with uh, not only your first touchdown of the season, but your second with 120 yards. He needs to score, finally. He needs to just get an easy one early in the game. Be like, welcome to NFL 2019. Yes, yes, definitely. When I look at this Packers season, there are instances where I think they come into the game absolutely focused beyond belief. The first one was against the Bears on opening night where they just seemed like on a mission to make things happen more on the defensive side than the offensive side. And the second time was against the Cowboys where they kind of just lost that game against the Eagles where they were just like, what happened and came back against Dallas and were so businesslike that it just seemed like, Oh, this is scary. So with that being said, I, I do agree with Dan completely. I think they were absolutely embarrassed. Like that game ended and it's one of those films that they probably reviewed, but immediately burned everything in that film room because they're like, this is the worst we could possibly play. That being said, I just think this Carolina team 
has all the motivation in the world that they lost Cam Newton and they thought their season was done. And Kyle Allen has more than, you know, made his wage in coming in and playing the way he has. The defense is is scary good in terms of being stable. McCaffrey's just seeing the field and everything else is in slow motion. I think the Packers end up falling. I think it's 30-27 Carolina. Um, I think the Packers jump out early. But that running game of Carolina just slowly wears. And at, at the end of the third quarter, we go, we're in a shootout. And it ends up being Carolina's just the last one to score. So What a downer. Yeah, Sorry, everybody. Bringing us down. Could, Sorry, yeah, everybody. I could see that happening. But we should have had you gone first so we could end on a yeah. prediction that the Packers win. We'll, we'll get better. We'll get better. <laughs> the good news is Gary's going to get a sack this game. So there we go. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. How about two? How about two? Can no. I get three and a half? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. So that'll do it for this episode. We'll see how Sunday afternoon goes. Thanks, everybody. Go, Pat, go. Go.